Christopher Calandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. Welcome to episode number seven of season two of the Simply Financial podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra, and the title of today's episode is Volatility is Back. Uh, Before we get started, I'd like to draw your attention to episode four of this second season, which was titled Looking Ahead to 2018. I talked about a number of items during that podcast. A couple of them are worth noting here as we begin. First off, our mantra for 2018 at Elliott Wealth Management Services is to proceed with caution. And I talked about one of the things that we wanted to watch for 2018 was rising interest rates. The Federal Reserve had raised interest rates three times in 2017. Expectations are for about three increases again in 2018. And we thought that that was something to watch closely. We also talked about on that episode how unbelievably low the volatility levels were in the stock market. And the expectation that we outlined was that volatility would likely not stay at those unnatural low levels. And sure enough, uh, towards the end of January into early February 2018, volatility is back. So the stock market had an awesome January, and that came on the heels of an awesome 2017 calendar year. So what happened was on Friday, February 2nd, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I'll use that in this episode as representative of the stock market. Uh, And so just for ease of talking, I'm not going to reference all of the major indexes like the S&P 500 or any of the international stock market indexes. We'll just use the Dow representative. So on Friday... February 2nd, the Dow dropped 666 points. Big drop, kind of an unfortunate number with the 666 reference. But then on Monday, the next trading day, that was February 5th, the Dow dropped 1,175 points. So it dropped 666 on Friday and then 1,175 points on Monday. So Friday's drop of 666 points was the seventh biggest drop for the Dow since records were kept. And so that goes all the way back to 1900. Seventh biggest drop point-wise. Monday's drop of 1,175 points was the biggest point drop ever recorded for the Dow. So on consecutive days... We had big drops. One was the biggest point drop in history, and the Friday one was the seventh biggest drop in history. These are noteworthy market events. The media had a frenzy over this. Frightening headlines, uh, all kinds of frightening headlines. 
their job, remember, the media's job is to get you to tune in, whether it's to go to their website or watch their television program or to read the article or the newspaper. Uh, They're prone to getting really excited about news that may or may not be important in your individual situation, but there's certainly a media frenzy with this sell-off. The big drop-off is noteworthy, as I said a moment ago, but let's look at the percentage drop because that, I think, is more important. The market has gone from 6500 at the lows in March of 2009 at the tail end of the great financial crisis of 2008 and 2009. Uh, the market got over 26000 towards the end of January. So looking at point drops is interesting, but I don't think it's the most important metric. If we look at this activity as percentage drops, I think it tells a different story. So Friday's drop of 666 points was the 539th largest percentage drop in a given day in the history of the stock market. Again, I'm going back to 1900. So 539th on the list. So 666 is a big scary number, but 539th biggest percentage drop to me doesn't seem that scary. Monday's drop of 1,175 points, as I referenced, was the largest point drop ever, but it's the 108th largest percentage drop ever in the history of the stock market. So these drops were big point-wise, but 539th and 108th, when you rank them for greatest percentage drops, the biggest percentage drop, by the way, was when the stock market crashed in 1987. When the market crashed in 1987, the Dow dropped 22.61% in a single day. Just catastrophic one-day results. The biggest consecutive two-day drop was during the Great Depression in 1929, and the two-day consecutive drop was 25.2%. So in 87, in one day, the market dropped 22.61%. The Great Depression was kicked off when the market in two consecutive days went down 25.2%. 2018's drop, this Friday-Monday drop that we're talking about today, was 7.14%. Again, not a good thing, not much fun, but not as scary as you might think when you consider the percentage drops and the history of the stock market. So putting things in perspective, we should always be aware of market swings and market movements. Uh, Historically, by the way, a market correction, which is defined as a 10% drop, uh, historically averages about once a year, meaning we tended over the long arc of history to have a market correction about once a year market correction, again, is the market going down 10%. 5% pullbacks, on average, historically, occur about three times per year. So 10% drops, on average, about one time a year, and 5% pullbacks, on average, three times per year. This type of historical perspective has not held true for the last couple of years 
including 2017, where again, I'm repeating myself, but we had very low volatility. For example, I believe we went 100 trading days throughout 2017, where the market didn't even have a drop of 1% or greater. So very low levels of volatility. Of course, I don't have a crystal ball. Our team here at Elliott Wealth Management does not have a crystal ball. I don't know what the market is going to do. Was this a temporary downturn and the market comes back and goes on its merry way? Or is this the sign of rough times ahead? Uh, it's difficult to tell. I am optimistic. This historical perspective gives me confidence. Uh, but we don't know what's exactly going to happen. Nobody does. So what could we do today? Today, we could focus on our personal goals and our personal strategy and be less tuned in to the workings of any of the particular market averages, including the Dow, which I talked at length about today. Review your time horizons. When are you going to need the money? Uh, that's something that you could do to make sure your investment strategy matches up with the appropriate time horizon that you have. You also can take this as an opportunity to reassess your risk tolerance. For example, I had a lengthy conversation, actually two, over the couple of days during this market craziness. And one of the things that she said to me, which is not unusual, but it's noteworthy, is she said, you know, now that we've seen this market turn on us, given that we're older now, older than we were the last time we had a tough market, the Great Recession, 2008, 2009 time period, she and her husband were like, you know, we don't really have the appetite and the stomach for it like we thought we did and like we did back eight or 10 years ago. Things are just different now, given that they're older and what they are planning with their money and what their goals and objectives are. So you want to be very conscious of that. And we are, when we're working with clients, developing and monitoring their individual investment plans. So reassess your risk tolerance. I think it's also very smart to maintain liquidity for short-term and near-term needs. Money that you might need next month or for uh, Christmas presents this year or for a vacation over the summer is better off not invested in the stock market, but rather in liquid, safe, low-risk instruments. So having liquidity for short and near-term needs is a very good strategy. Uh, what I would say is if someone has not reviewed your portfolio or communicated with you, we would love at Elliott Wealth Management to offer a complimentary review of your overall financial plan. Uh, if you're near one of our three offices, we have two in Connecticut and one in Florida, uh, we can do it in person or lots of times we will do meetings virtually by using a webinar as a tool to conduct an initial consultation. Again, this would be complimentary. We'd love the opportunity to do that for you if you are not a client of our practice already. And you can go to our website, www.elliottwealth.com. At that site, 
you can sign up for our mailing list. For those of you that are not clients or have not had contacts with our office previously, you can sign up for a mailing list. We do mailings and emails consistently so that we could communicate with and educate our clients in an effort to help them carry out their goals and objectives and to make good financial decisions consistently. Uh, So you could go to the website. You could sign up for that uh, newsletter. You could also use that uh, to schedule and contact uh, an initial consultation with us or to schedule that complimentary consultation, you could call us at toll-free 888-959-5904. I am at extension 1, so please do call. Uh, With that, I will be back with you on an upcoming episode of the Simply Financial Podcast very soon. Thank you. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies, websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial. 